Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Andre Drummond. Would he be interested in a smaller role on the Lakers? Mirren Fader, who wrote a great profile on The Ringer about him, joined my uh, Anthony Irwin show. Uh, and she had some interesting thoughts on that subject and whether he would be interested in returning to the Lakers at all. Uh, we have that, plus the initial mock drafts are coming out. Who might the Lakers be taking? All that here in a bit. I had Mirren Fader of The Ringer on the Anthony Irwin show today. We discussed a lot about Giannis. She's writing a book, or she wrote a book about Giannis that comes out in August. You guys can pre-order that. But we also discussed a profile that she wrote on Andre Drummond. Um, and it came out at the time where a lot of Laker fans were kind of frustrated with him uh, and the role that he was playing on the Lakers and the way that things were going and the chemistry between him and Anthony Davis on the court. And I was kind of curious, given the time that she spent around him, what she thought about what kind of role he would accept on a team that would have championship aspirations. And, and she had this to say. So, of course, without those guys in there, he's going to struggle because, again, he's not that cornerstone focal offense player. He's mm -hmm. not built for that. That's not what he's supposed to do. Do you think um, he recognizes that though? Like just, do, yes. do you think he, he does? Yes. And he doesn't, he, he actually, that's one of the things I really liked about doing the story is that he didn't want to be that focal person anymore. He wanted to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. He's totally okay with that. Here's the thing with Andre Drummond. If he is open to, and, and as Mirren pointed out, she thinks that he is, but if he's open to competing for the right role that it would take to uh, just fit in with a championship team, that's perfect. That's fine. If he wants to come at the veterans minimum, which according to his Instagram comments, uh, he is not. But if he came over to the Lakers on a veterans minimum contract and accepted that role and then was okay with the adjustments that Frank Vogel has to make, not just over the course of the season, but especially heading into the postseason, where I would hope that Anthony Davis plays almost 80, 90% of his minutes at the five anyway. So, so if that is something that he is, is open to Andre Drummond, that is, that is, that makes him a great role player, a, the, the kind of player who you would like to keep around. And there's no reason not to trust Mirren on this. She spent a lot more time than I have. So with this new information, I'm, I'm willing to be a little bit more flexible on the idea of Drummond coming back. Just it has to be the right circumstances. Elsewhere with the NBA draft, I guess about a month away, uh, the mock drafts have started and the draft analysis on what the Lakers might be doing with the number 22 overall pick. Uh, in this upcoming draft, uh, that's starting to take shape. And I, th I think it's really kind of interesting. We're already getting something close to, not necessarily consensus, because there are two names, but the fact that across five different mock drafts from SB Nation, Bleacher Report, The Athletic, ESPN, and The Ringer, uh, that there are only two names that are coming up so far. Uh, so the two, those two names so far are Cameron Thomas, a guard from LSU, and Chris, uh, Chris Duarte from Oregon, also a guard. I think it's interesting that, that the player that they have going to the Lakers here would be a guard, personally speaking, and this is all just kind of, you take the best player available, and I'm not even sure the Lakers would 
be using this pick on a player on draft night, I think it's just as likely that they send that in a package to bring more immediate help uh, during LeBron and, and AD's uh, window to win a championship. But still, you have to look at these options here. And, and uh, Christian Rivas of, uh, of of our team at Silver Screen and Roll wrote up a little bit on Chris. Uh, Chris I, for some reason, I can't say Chris. Chris Duarte. Uh, and here's what he had to say. The first thing we need to address is Duarte's age. Duarte turns 24 uh, in June and is expected to be the oldest player selected in the 2021 NBA draft. It's also worth noting that Duarte only played at Oregon for two years because he played basketball at the junior college level before that. But even with those things working against him, he's one of the most interesting prospects that's expected to be available in the late first round. While his upside might not be high, his floor as a shooter is something that a lot of teams, including the Lakers, might value. In his senior season with the Ducks, Duarte averaged 17.1 points per game on 53% shooting from the field and 42% shooting from three-point range. His impressive numbers earned him the Jerry West Award, which is awarded to the best shooting guard in the nation on an annual basis. He was the first player in Pac-12 history to win the award. Uh, so those are those are pretty good bona fides there for an older guard. Nice thing about having drafting an older player with a with a group that is hoping to win now is that you don't have to sit around and hope that this player develops in the same way that we're kind of waiting with Talon Horton Tucker. Uh, but still, with this guy specifically, anybody who can shoot, uh, that should be one of the priorities, especially for perimeter players here for the Lakers. What I find interesting is the very next pick on the SB Nation mock draft that uh, Ricky O'Donnell puts together multiple times over the course of the offseason uh, leading up to the draft is that he has Isaiah Jackson, a center coming out of Kentucky, going to the Houston Rockets. And like this would mean that he has Jackson being available to the Lakers. Uh, and here's what he had to say about Jackson. Jackson is a pogo stick big man who made plays above the rim on both ends of the floor for Kentucky during his freshman season. At 6'10", Jackson is quick off the floor with tremendous vertical bounce that gives him valuable as a rebounder, shot blocker, and lob target. His 12.7% block rate ranked number 8 in America, and he proved to be dependable on both the offensive and defensive glass. Jackson would get himself into trouble when he settled for shots away from the rim, but on an NBA team with superior spacing, can't get any worse than Kentucky's crunched floor last season, he should be a vertical spacer and rim protector with potential to eventually develop his shot. That is a (laughs) very intriguing player. Uh, in my eyes, for the Lakers. I, I like the idea of using a draft pick on a player who would play a very narrow role. You basically just put him on the court, tell him, hey, block shots on that end. Try not to look too ridiculous trying to guard guards in space also on that end. And then on the other end, just jump, catch, dunk. <laughs> jump, catch, dunk is basically what I'm I'm looking for for whatever center the Lakers have next to Anthony Davis this year Uh, whether that is like we just talked about a couple segments ago Andre Drummond or in this case a potential draft pick like Isaiah Jackson if the Lakers do have a center next to Anthony Davis this year they have to be able to space the face space the floor either vertically or laterally by way of shooting 
All right, before we get you guys out of here, I do want to plug that podcast that I recorded uh, with Mirren Fader on this very feed. It's the it's the latest Anthony Irwin show episode. It was great. The stuff that she had on Giannis is super fascinating. We got into the free throw routine and 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 fans counting and whether she thinks that bugs him. Uh, we got into him not pushing uh, Coach Bud on some of his tactics uh, over the course of some of these playoff series and why he just kind of is more willing to accept the authority there. And then, obviously, in, on the Andre Drummond side of things, we discussed uh, his fit with the Lakers, the things that he really seemed to enjoy in his time being a Laker, and then obviously whether she thinks that he might stick around in this upcoming offseason uh, given the role that the Lakers and he might envision for the most success for himself and the team and what he might be looking for, uh, what goals he's looking to accomplish moving forward in his now somehow 10-year career. Man, I'm old. Uh, so check that out. Check out the rest of the stuff across this podcast feed. Subscribe, rate, review, all of that great stuff. And we will keep turning this stuff out for you as we get closer to rumor season really hitting a fever pit. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. I'll talk to you tomorrow.